Hi everyone and welcome to our 40th episode of Game Bros. How are you doing, bro? 40th episode, bro. Okay, I I simply can't believe it. I mean, time does fly, bro. I know. It feels like yesterday we were talking about the idea of, you know, having our own podcast and now yes. 40th, bro. That's just incredible that's a milestone i mean we are not at 50 yet but the good thing when you're at 40 is that you see the 50th coming and that's huge that's huge oh my. no one could have predicted no one could have predicted when we started recording episode one that we would like record a 40th episode because like a lot was happening i mean we knew kind of that you maybe like going back to Brazil at some point, like, who knows mm -hmm. what life is made of. But today, it's our 40th episode. Such a huge milestone. I'm so excited. And on top of that, we have some surprises for you guys because today is going to be a different episode, of course. And we came up with a great idea, we think. Uh, of course, you would have to tell us if you like the idea. But today is going to be a special episode, of course, just to celebrate that the fact that we are at 40, like 40 is amazing. It's like, it's amazing, bro. I'm so excited. I'm so oh, happy. It, it is just a huge milestones in so many ways, bro. Because I mean, you and I could have found thousands of excuses to stop doing this, you mm -hmm. know? Because, you know, life gets really troublesome sometimes. Absolutely. And you have two wonderful kids. I moved back to Brazil. <laughs> we have... Crazy busy work, yes. Um, yes. you know, schedules. And, but in the end of the day, our friendship, yes. our brotherhood is, is stronger than all of that stuff. Absolutely. And I mean, it's it, today like this milestone makes me really, really proud of us yes. in a sense that none of these things even though they can be difficult they can take a shit ton of time they can mm -hmm. be messy sometimes but they never stopped us from doing this having Absolutely. a chat with my bro yeah. that i love so much you know yeah. this is so important to me no ab absolutely and we did not try to find excuses when we had pause uh of the podcast for mm -hmm. like a month for sometimes and we always came back to it and that's also yeah. something we want you to keep in mind. Even if you cannot do it on a regular basis, if you have a project that you love, just like give it some love. Come back to it. Because that's what we are doing with Game Bros. At some point, we realized that we were not playing video games like as much as we used to. And mm -hmm. what we had to do is basically to pivot to something slightly different, but to still keep our chat. Because what makes Game Bros is not the fact that we are talking about video games, it's the fact that we are bros and that we want yeah. to chat about our lives. And of course, sometimes it's about video games and we have super exciting episodes about video games coming in the future. But our lives these days are so busy that we cannot just discuss about video games. Otherwise, we would have an episode every two or three months, which makes no sense. We need some kind of rhythm with the podcast. And yeah, today is like episode 40. 
I, I have to be humble too because, I mean, no one could have predicted it. And I'm so, so happy. I'm just happy right now. I'm full of joy. Yes. Ah, bro, I'm thrilled. And I mean, um, as you very well said, I mean, we, we had to reinvent ourselves in this mm -hmm. podcast. And I think we have gotten better. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like my, my feeling, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, life changes. Video games are really cool and we'll always talk about them. Yep. But it, there's just so much more to talk about. Mm -hmm. Really interesting topics. Yep. Really like topics that everyone can relate to, mm -hmm. not only gamers, but everyone. And and I think that what you and I came up with for today's episode <laughs> is just going to be epic, bro. It's going to be epic. <laughs> It's going to be epic. But let's start with our first segment, uh, as we used to do, uh, because we are still game bros. And bro, are you yep. playing video games these days? <laughs> bro, I am. I mean, I, I never stopped like completely uh but i i did not engage in a new in a new title just yet because you know it's been difficult to engage in a new title. It's so it's been smash really bros difficult. it's smash bros we it's, know it it's yeah. of course it's smash bros obviously uh and and you know bro the, the one title that i'm actually like sort of like dating now i am flirting with and i'm waiting for you to say Bro, I'm flirting with this title as well. Whoa. It's Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Oh my I mean, I've been God. watching a few videos here <laughs> and there, and I'm like, Jesus, I really need to play this game. And I know. I, I can see that a romance is coming, bro. Oh, and what is interesting here is that, and you know that, I chose Xbox for this generation. And with this kind of game, And we are talking about Horizon, which is an exclusive, PlayStation exclusive. That kind of game makes you reconsider the fact that you may have made a mistake. I'm still sticking with Xbox. I'm not saying that I don't like Xbox. I actually love the ecosystem that is, for me, very similar to what Apple could be doing uh, for their products. You know, I really like the mm -hmm. fact that everything is very tight and well integrated so and we'll probably have an, ex an episode about this uh the fact that the xbox ecosystem is very very coherent i love it it's 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 brilliant but i think that if they don't release forbidden west at some point on pc and by at some point i mean like in 2022 and that's not gonna happen i know it i may have to buy a playstation 5 <laughs> I can't wait to finally say I win. We both have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh, bro, I really want that to happen. <laughs> and if I do it, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. If I do it, it's gonna probably be the, the digital edition. Uh, if I can find it at MSRP, so basically at the regular price, uh, not overpriced, of course. Um, and the reason for this would be to probably have a second console, so a second uh, like game station. I have one in my living room. I have one in my bedroom slash office where I have my uh, PC. But I also have my mm -hmm. PlayStation 4 right now in my bedroom because I have a television now in my bedroom. 
And guess what, bro? I'm kind of like... Con- so fancy. I, I'm considering having a PlayStation 5 in the bedroom. It's probably overkill. <sighs> it's probably overkill because if I'm buying a PS5, it's going to be probably be for like two or three exclusives. And mm-hmm. should I, you know? Uh, that's the thing. Then if you add up everything onto like the, the fact that a game is like $70 and then you have to buy a $400 console for it. If I want it for like just three or four video games, bro, it's expensive. <laughs> it's just an expensive treat, but <laughs> I'm actually considering it because Forbidden West is like, looks amazing. I haven't played it, uh, but we know how much we loved Horizon Zero Dawn. It was exactly an amazing game you know like we gave it like five cups of coffee like even six or like i don't know like that's insane it's a brilliant video game and i i bro i mean if you just think that you know like you and i are both fascinated by horizon zero Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. um and and we have probably like some as you said, like some exclusives coming. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like Horizon Zero, uh, Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West, then you think God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> that is bro, coming okay, soon. There's so, bro, so many titles. Like, yeah. And plus, you deserve it, bro. Like, it's your <laughs> beloved bro who's telling you, you deserve this wonderful treat. <laughs> G- Game Bros, our podcast deserves me buying the PS5 digital exactly, edition. Exactly, 100%. <sighs> okay, bro, it may be for our 50th. <laughs> it could be our 50th mm. episode, you know, like huge milestone and you convince me to buy a PS5. Um, yeah, the, reason why, the reason why I'm interested and I'm considering buying it too is that I want, and that would be my first time having a side-by-side console comparison at home. Mm. And that would be super interesting because I told you, I love the Xbox controller now. Bro, oh my God, you're gonna destroy me. But I love it. I just love it. It's like perfect. Okay, and I did not say something, (laughs) but these days I've been playing too. And I've been playing like Far Cry again. So I'm continuing the campaign and like enjoying the solo mode. Um, And I'm also playing a lot of FIFA, a lot of FIFA. And bro, Mm. I was good with my DualShock controller when playing FIFA. But with the Xbox controller, oh my God. It's a it's a masterpiece, bro. It's a masterpiece. I love it. Okay, and I'm not gonna trash like any controller, but now I do understand. Some controllers do make sense uh, for some people. The good thing is that I have big hands, and the Xbox controller makes sense with my hands too. Um, mm-hmm. But. To be honest with you, I haven't played on my PS4 since I got the Xbox Series X, so I did not have time to spend with my DualShock. So I cannot do a side-by-side comparison. But yeah, let me tell you, like the Xbox controller is amazing, bro. It's amazing. It's a good controller. Okay, bro. I I, I mean, but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do this. Bro, I'm just joking around, but I've heard... Yeah. great great amazing things about this controller not only from you but of course you're the most trustworthy 
source of information there is. So I do believe you, bro. Yeah. But I think that if you had a dual sense yeah. in your Xbox controller side okay. by side, okay. and you told us yeah. like really from the mm. bottom of your heart which one has conquered your hands. Yeah. Oh, so I think we're gonna be really and happy and you know, I, I would enjoy that very much. The the dual sense and that's what you told me because I touched your dual sense but I did not play with it um, from what you're telling me it's just like bringing this uh, next gen feeling to the controller and let's be honest the the Xbox controller is not bringing any next gen thing other than it's very comfortable to play with for a long period of time uh, that's what I realized, you know. And the DualShock is amazing too. But DualSense, because it's bringing this like next-gen factor into it, yeah. I, I can't wait. And so that's why I'm tempted, you know? Like, I, I'm not going to buy it now because it wouldn't make sense. I don't have a lot of time to play and I want to play on my Xbox. But if, let's say, in the coming month, I really have no other game to play and I want to play Horizon... Yeah, I may buy a PS5. I may. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am loving the way this conversation is going. My bro's gonna have a PS5. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, back to the basics. Okay, bro, today, and we said it, huge milestone, but we are introducing something new to the podcast. Like something... Indeed we are. Yeah, and that's a hobby that we love, and that every, everyone should be kind of loving too. Of course, playing video games is amazing, but it doesn't replace that other hobby. And we are talking about reading, reading books. We want to introduce today a new thing on the podcast that would be a book club. <laughs> oh my god! We could be the game books too, bro. The game books, oh, the book bros. <laughs> the book bros. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love it. Okay, let's let's spin off. Like, let's do a spin off podcast that would be the book bros. <laughs> that would be fun. The book bros. The oh book my god, bros. I love it. <sighs> okay, so yeah, today we are not like doing our real first episode of the book club, but we are introducing two books, um, like one that I read, one that you read, um, and we are just trying to bring some like interesting facts about this book and why we loved it. But what we are envisioning for the book club uh, is probably just to read the same book and chat about it. So that's going to be super interesting. It doesn't have to be like, uh, every week or every other week we were probably like thinking about like a monthly or like every other month uh, presenting a new book uh, that would give us time also to read the book and like write some facts about the book like try to digest the book too um, so like something that is gonna come back at some point so we are introducing today the book club and I wanted to ask you, bro, like, do you have any other idea surrounding the, the book club? Do you want to introduce like some new stuff to it? It's brand new. So we can basically define it the way we want. <laughs> bro, that's awesome. I mean, uh, we are very much in sync here in terms of how often I think it should happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, because really, like, we don't want to 
push the process because yep. we really want to, you know, engage with the books and really try to, uh, you know, like bring whatever wisdom we are taking from the books yep. to our lives and yep. see if they're actually worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I am very much considering and I want to know your opinion on uh, actually rating them the same way we do with games. Okay. Because, you know, that would uh, prompt our readers to either buy the books and engage in, the, in them or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that would be really cool. Uh, plus, it would really um, require us to be very careful readers, to yep. be very critical readers, yep. make sure that, you know, we we like them or we don't and we have arguments to liking them or not. So wow. that would be my little spice I love it. To, to this idea, bro. I, I, I just love it. Okay, so it's going to be super interesting because one thing that you yeah. do not know is the book I'm going to present today. And I don't know yes. a thing about your book. So Exactly. That's, that's exciting because that's probably one of the first time we are starting a Game Bros episode not knowing what we would discuss about. I mean, we knew it was going to be exactly. about the book club, but we have no idea what the author chose as a book to present. So I'm super excited, and I want to ask you one question before we dive into it. What yes, kind no. of book did I choose in your opinion? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting, very interesting, bro. I would guess, coming from you, that it, it, it's probably something related to technology or futuristic in some way. I mean, every time I think about you, bro, I think about innovation. Like, you're, you're the face of innovation for me. Oh, thank you. So, I, I would say something related to that, bro, but it's a complete <laughs> shot in the dark. <laughs> okay, so somehow it's related to that, but somehow my book, and I'm not going to say what it is now because I want you to ask me the same question because it's fun. Uh, my book is about productivity, uh, but somehow oh it involves technology, somehow. Awesome. Uh, yes, and... Um, I have to tell you that I love the book, just love it. Uh, I'm actually rereading the book right now. So it's going to be the second time I'm going to finish it. So I'm like halfway through my like reading again. I love it. I just love it. And I'm going to recommend it to everyone that is listening to us and that has a busy life. Extremely interesting. Very cool. Very cool. I, I, I'm... So curious. Oh my God. Yeah, like, and that's great. Okay, so now I have to guess what your book is about. (sighs) Guess away, bro. Guess away. Oh my God. It could be, and I think I'm going to be wrong, but it could be about finance because I know that you're really interested in financial topics these days. Uh, so I'm guessing that it's about finance, but I could be very wrong because I know that you you read a lot of different books. Uh, and so it's just a guess because I know that these days you're very interested in like learning more about like financial mechanisms and how it works and stuff around those lines. So I'm guessing finance, but I could be very wrong. 
Oh, bro, you, you couldn't be more right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, because it's, it's probably like the very first book I would recommend <laughs> anybody that wants to be in charge of their financial situation. Wow. And what I love about this book is because it's it has no technical information in the sense of how you're going to operate the stock market or how you're going to actually invest your money. It's about the philosophy of understanding what being rich actually means. And, and that is mind-blowing. It's, like, it, it's a life-changing book, okay. in my opinion. And that's why I, I chose it to share with you. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm super excited because I have no idea of what that book could be. Uh, I have some ideas, but I cannot tell right away what book you chose yeah. okay bro who should start that's the big question now okay bro that, that's <laughs> that's awesome i think um because you know like you and i will probably have a bunch of questions yes. about each other's uh, chosen book yes so um i guess yours is about productivity yeah um so <laughs> it, it's a little i think yours is like broader than mine because yep. it's productivity is such yep. like you know a whole panel mm -hmm. so i think i would go with yours first okay. and then we basically dive into this more specific subject or topic of mine sounds good okay so first i have a question for you do you know what yes. book i'm going to present today Oh, bro. Okay. <laughs> Based on what I, I just mean, told you. The one, <laughs> okay. The one book I read about productivity and that is extraordinary for people that have busy lives and want to be in charge of everything or at least try as much as they can is getting things done. Oh, my God. So GTD. Mm -hmm. um, so I would guess getting things done, maybe. No. Nope. And okay. I love that you're bringing the GTD topic on the table. Because let me tell you, I think that this book is what comes next, you know? It's kind of like the mm. philosophical successor of getting things done. It's basically what is not built on GTD, because it's not exactly the same, but it's like kind of in the same trend. And according to many critics, and that's not me, that book is the, is the successor of GTD. Like that's what everyone should be reading today instead in place of GTD, which means a lot. Oh my God. Yes. It, it really does, GTD is <laughs> such a classic. It's a classic, Bro. it's a classic, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's getting old. <laughs> it's, it's more of a GTD is not the only way of like tackling like topics or like doing stuff, you know, of course it's important to get things done. But the way uh, the book was uh, written back then, I mean, does it still apply today the same way it used to be applied, you know? So GTD is like, I'm not gonna say becoming old, it could be a good inspiration, but it doesn't mm -hmm. go far enough with like productivity nowadays you know so my book mm. my book is called building a second brain Ooh. and 
Uh, I'm actually taking notes because you yeah, know that, that's of course. Funny. Yeah, take notes. So like the the author is Tiago Forte, and Tiago mm-hmm. Forte has been someone I've been following for years, literally years, uh, on YouTube or on his blog. He has uh, an amazing website that is called Forte Labs. Uh, dot com amazing i mean author amazing guy and what is great with that book is that basically he brought up everything he used to do in the past regarding like the second brain topic inside that book okay so basically everything is included in that book including the reason why you need a second brain so okay let me start with mm. something because I know that you will have a lot of questions, so I just want to start with what is a second brain? Yeah, okay, that was exactly my question. Okay, Please, okay. So like primary brain, we know it, that's what we have inside our <laughs> heads, you know, that's our brain. But our brain, I'm not gonna say that it's messy, but it's kind of like triaging information, like a lot of information all the time especially these days, because we have access to so much information all the time. You're watching YouTube, you're reading books, you're reading articles, like everything is interesting. Everything makes sense in your brain at the moment you read or watch or listen to podcasts. But what is going to be retained in your actual brain over time? That's a big question. And that book is basically telling you pretty much nothing because we are Mm -hmm. consuming too much. Back in the days, there were like methods to keep and retain information. So having a notebook, having a journal, like doing this kind of stuff just to try to keep some information, important information. Building a second brain is the fact that we have technology surrounding us where we can put all pieces of information that we want to keep for the future. So the idea is that because we have unlimited storage, we can literally save everything that we want for the future. That's going to be our second brain. The second brain, putting it simply, is our smartphone, our iPad, our Mac or computer. It's literally every computer that is surrounding us. It's cloud services, whatever. It's a way to store information, but not in your brain. So that's the that's what is a second brain. Do you have Bro. any question regarding this first? <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I love it because like, I already love it in so many ways because I mean, GTD, like the, the, the getting things done philosophy is based on the fact that we should never try to use our brains as storage. Mm -hmm. Our brains were not designed for storaging information. That's Mm -hmm. just not what we do. And, but apparently building a second brain brings it to another level because it's trying to give you tools to, to, you know, actually storage and use all that information. Yes. And bro, one one thing that immediately came to my mind is because, you know, like a lot of people, and, and there is really hot new literature on that, mm-hmm. uh, saying that, you know, technology often uh, 
actually tears us apart from knowledge because it's just a boom. It's just like a overwhelming amount of information that everyone sort of became superficial. They touch mm -hmm. the very first layer of knowledge, but they never go deep enough. So they know very little about everything and they know nothing in details. Yeah. And so sometimes for me, it's difficult to think that I would use something that like on a daily basis distracts me from knowledge mm -hmm. to be my second brain. Yeah. So how do you see these two things that could be sort of like a contradiction, bro? I Distraction to a second brain. I love it. So that's basically chapter two or three. Oh. The goal is to digest. Okay. So <clears throat> that's what he calls code. C-O-D-E. The first step is C and C stands for capture. We capture information. Makes sense. That's, that's fine. But then we come to the O part. O stands for organization. We organize. It's not just a matter of capturing because if you capture passively and you don't organize the information, you will basically lose the information. It's going to be stored somewhere, not going to be useful. That's not good. What is interesting with that part is that it's it's still messy somehow because you have the capture it's organized okay but what do you do with something that you captured and for the future like to reuse it basically then you have d d in my opinion is probably the most interesting part it's what the like what tiago calls distill so basically you digest the information and from something that you capture that could be let's say a blog post okay so you you took some paragraphs from a blog post you sent it to your second brain you saved it now you have to do the exercise of putting your own words onto what you captured if you really want to retain the information as a second brain information you have to digest the information. That's what our brain is doing, right? Because if we just capture passively, that's why the brain is not imprinting the information, correct? And so the Perfect. goal here is to capture, organize, distill, so digest. And finally comes the E, express. Because what is the point? of like getting all of that information if you don't want to express it somehow. Could be in a podcast, could be in a blog post, could be in a seminar that you're giving. It could be just with friends, you know. You read a very long article uh, that is super interesting. But if you just send the link to someone that is busy at that specific moment, do you think that they will spend the time to read the article? No it's going to be lost in the ether, you know? It's, it's just going to be lost. But if you do yeah. the job of distilling and putting on your own words, you know, in like a sentence or two or even a bullet point list and send that to your friend, they will be able to understand very fast what the article is about. And if they want to go back to it, they have a link. So the idea here is to kind of capture 
but capture only things that seem important. I mean, you're watching a video game uh, video on YouTube. I would not capture that. You know, that's distraction. I, I would not capture it. Unless someone is telling me about a strategy that, that I could reuse, you know, for one of the game I want to compete with, that could be Smash Bros. And in this case, you capture, but you just capture the strategy, you know? And then later you come back to it, you distill the information and you try to make it your own with your own words. That's the main point of the second brain, according to Tiago Forte. It's not about capturing and having like all the information possible. It's about distilling and like putting your own words onto the thing. Now, because I know that you have plenty of questions, but I kind of skipped over the organization part. But Tiago Forte came up with a brilliant system to organize the information and to organize a second brain. And I'm not going to tell you more now because I want you to be able to express any or like ask any questions about what I just said, because it's a lot to digest, actually. Bro, I mean, I, I love the way that, you know, they are basically breaking things down into, into steps. Yep. You know, our brains deal with steps really well. Like if you, and that is something very GTD actually, yep. you know, for example, when you're presented with a project, mm -hmm. whatever project might, that, that might be, your brain immediately freezes because there is no next task for a project. Mm -hmm. But if you slice it down into multiple tiny steps, yep. it's something that your brain knows how to process. Absolutely. It's something that is not going to cause you agony or anxiety, but will basically trigger an action. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately makes you, you know, yeah, actually get things done. Absolutely. <laughs> so... And the way that this this the way that you describe things like the the, the process of capturing organizing distilling and expressing. actually finding your way to express the information you capture is really awesome but i like the first question i was asking myself is if this book is about how to organize information in general or is it about organizing life from you know, messy piles of papers you have on your desk all the way to articles you read. Yeah. What, what is the extent of advice from this book? That's what is crazy. And I had the chance to apply it, not with that book, but in the past. I used that organization system. Um, it's called Para, and it applies to everything. Everything. Para stands for, so it's P-A-R-A. -A. Para stands for projects, uh, projects, areas, resources, and archives. Let me explain. You have tons of papers around us, you know, and you could literally file them with the Para system if you really want to. A project is something that is um, finishing at some point in the future. So it could be, for instance, this episode that we are recording today. I wanted to gather material mm -hmm. for the episode that's gonna be a project, specific project. An area could be Game Bros. 
it's not gonna end or at least I cannot tell when it's going to end, you know? So that's an area. And everything that I do not, that do not have, let's say, a project uh, associated with them, I could put them in an area, you know? It could be finance, just putting, putting it there. The goal would be to be slightly specific with projects and areas, okay? Because if you choose like a very like super broad topic for, are, uh, for areas, it could be messy very fast. So it could be, for instance, an area could be taxes, you know, or I, I don't know, like not just finance. It could be something around those lines. I know that I'm going to have to use it at some point. It's going to go to taxes. The good thing is that in taking the taxes example into consideration, let's say taxes 2021, okay? That is a project, but when I'm done filing, this project is not active anymore, correct? So you would drag that folder onto the archives. You're not losing any information. You're still keeping the same folder, but instead of having it in your huge folder uh, for projects, it's actually a way to keep only, let's say, 5 to 15 projects active. That's what he recommends mm -hmm. in the book. We do not want a lot of projects at the same time because then it becomes overwhelming. And the goal would be to have everything categorized. And then, of course, resources is just like resources. You do not really know where to store them. So it could be, I don't know, like um, numerics or like something, a table that you want to probably save for later. It doesn't really apply to anything. You put it in resources. You can use it for later. Super useful. Um, but... This, the fact that he basically broke the information into four different categories, those can apply to pretty much everything we have in your life. The good thing, and let me tell you, and that's what is amazing in my opinion, is that you can use that for your email. You could have four different folders, projects, areas, resources, archives, the same way you have them on your file system or in your filing cabinet if you want to. And the good thing is that just like you do with your files, you could potentially like save. First, you could export your email into PDF and file it onto your computer just to make sure. But you could also file it into the corresponding project into your email client. And when it's time to archive the whole project, you can do it. Just drag and drop goes to archives. So it's basically and literally a way to organize your digital life, but that also applies to physical filing or files, which is super interesting in my opinion. Okay, bro. So it's actually like a way of organizing yep. life and not only information. That's that's really cool. Yep. Bro, I mean, I am in love with the book already and, and, and I, I'm, I'm like actually taking lots of notes because I think it's it's great if I, if I you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to put that on my buying list. Yeah, um, you should. But bro, I have two questions that I think yes. will uh, basically summarize things really well to me. Yes. Because like I, I really want to understand because... Here's one thing that I felt when I read GTD. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some things that the book suggests one should do with, you know, 
information that they receive on their daily basis and so on and mm -hmm. and organizing I don't know things in the house it basically like they it's also a a broad spe spectrum mm -hmm. application yes. of a, of an organization system but mm -hmm. to me there are many things that even though they make sense in the book they don't make as much sense in real life mm -hmm. so for example um for someone who already has a really busy life yeah. and is constantly dealing with an overwhelming amount of information, mm -hmm. taking the actual time to digest everything, to process everything, to express everything with their own mm -hmm. words, mm -hmm. it's just another slice, another junk of time that mm -hmm. they're going to have to use that they probably don't necessarily have. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, Everything that you're saying is make perfect sense, mm -hmm. but sometimes I wonder what you felt about how applicable these advices actually are in the real life. So, do you find yourself taking time to digest all the information that you capture mm -hmm. and going step by step like the book describes, or you simply don't find time to do that? That's a very interesting topic, bro, and very, very interesting question. Um, as I told you, I used the PARA system uh, for quite some time. Uh, I think like probably like two years or so. But let me tell you one thing. I read the book. Uh, so the book came out two months ago or three months ago. It's pretty recent. Uh, but I wanted to revisit mm. the whole building a second brain thing and PARA and code and so on. So that's why I bought the book and I'm presenting it today. I used Para for two years and I'm not using it anymore. That's, that, mm. that's kind of answering your question, right? Uh, the reason why I do not use it, and let me be, be very careful with my words. I'm not saying that it's not working. I think that this kind of organization system slash second brain thing only apply to some people. And now let me explain what I'm doing and taking from that book. I love the second brain aspect of it, saving some pieces of information for later. I love the distilling information because if you're very careful with what you capture and you only capture what you need, distilling the information is not too bad because it actually forces you to revisit a concept and try to express yourself and try to go deeper. You know, try to somehow, and let me use the word that is super important and that is kind of missing here, making connections. Mm -hmm. Our brain is all about linking like linking information, you know? You have this, you have that, and somehow, poop, you have an idea. But it's not actually an idea. It's more of like two concepts kind of like merging, and then you're like, oh my God, it makes sense now. We are scientists, so it's pretty much the way it works, you know? And, right. and we know it because it applied to our lives, uh, I mean, to me at least, and still to you because you're still doing science stuff, wet lab stuff. But... What I think is that it's very good for a beginner to try to start being a bit more active 
about what they do, you know? You are reading a productivity book. The goal would be, and I'm not saying that you should like write an essay about the book, like that's not the goal. I mean, we have busy lives. But what I've been doing is to gather some information about the book. You know, it's been the second time I'm reading the book, but what I did, uh, and let me just tell you, because I mean, I have my, my Word file. I mean, it's not a Word, but I have my file open. And basically, I'm just like breaking it into different sections, you know, just for me to remember something and to help me distill the information. So basically, I'm trying to break down the book in three sentences. Super hard to do. And it's kind of like distilling the information, you know. I'm not even trying to capture now. I'm not the kind of person that will take 300 notes in a book with like 300 post-its or sticky notes and like rereading and like reanalyzing everything. No, that's not the goal. What I'm trying to do here, and it kind of applies in my opinion, I'm reading and when I'm done reading, I'm capture, I'm, I'm distilling, you know, I'm kind of like jumping that step. And I'm not even trying to organize now. I'm just putting down some thoughts about the book. Because guess what? I love the book, but I know that in a year, I would have forgotten pretty, pretty much everything about the book. So I'm trying to break it down in three sentences. And what I do it, do it, do too, is like uh, putting my impressions of the book, you know? Just like a sentence or two saying like, why did I love the book? Uh, and so on. I included another section in my distillation process, which is how the book changed me. And it's taking it to the next level, in my opinion, because it really forces you to try to analyze your life now that you have read the book and try to see what applies now. So as you can see, like, I'm not capturing anything. I don't have any highlights. I don't have all of that stuff. And that's good because he's introducing the concept of progressive summarization, which is mm -hmm. a good system to basically breaking down the information and coming up to the own word part, which is, in his own words, an executive summary. So you have the highlights and so on. You're trying to digest, digest, digest. And then you can come up with your words, you know? On, on the book or idea that you captured. I'm skipping all of that. The goal for me is still to have a second brain. Because I know that if someday I want to remember what was so interesting about that book, I have that note. You know? I don't want to reread the whole book or I want to have an excuse mm -hmm. to read it again. But if I have my tiny notes about the book in three sentences, my impressions and how the book changed me, I can even revisit that, you know, in the future. And in this case, it's a second brain that keeps your primary brain active because it's kind of like an imprinting information. You know, you're like, oh, that's interesting. And I think that where this book is not going far enough is with the idea of linking information and what i've been doing bro and i know it's like i'm i've been like speaking for quite some time so i'm gonna stop with that concept now what i've been doing instead of having the second brain tiago forte describes is more of having oh my god i don't know if you know that concept do you know zettel kasten 
No, bro. Okay. Honestly, no idea. Super interesting. It could be a full episode by, by itself. Zettel Kasten is exactly that idea. You have concepts, aka cards, you know, like just very small concepts, like in a few sentences. And the goal is to make links between them, you know? But those cards are not just a copy-paste of an information. It's actually the distillation that you did from that information. So it's actually what I'm doing there. And now the goal with Zettelkasten is to use that for my thinking, you know? I'm trying to spend, let's say, 10 minutes or 20 minutes in the morning. Instead of like just watching a random video, I'm starting from there and trying to link some ideas, you know? I'm like, okay, second brain. But okay, I read about progressive summarization, but what about another way of summarizing stuff? Then I can confront two subjects. And in this case, it's not about a second brain. It's actually keeping my brain work. You know, and my brain, my actual, my actual brain is working, but it wouldn't be working that way if I hadn't saved the information the way I do. So Zettelkasten is the idea of like distilling information and reusing it to think more, to bring up new subjects, to invent stuff, ultimately, if you want to. It was mostly applied in uh, a scientific field. So it was a researcher that came up with that system and it allowed him to publish like so many papers. That's insane. And I'm a scientist. So that's why I love Zettelkasten way more than the para system, for instance. And actually what I have in my second brain right now is very much of random cards, but I'm trying to link them together and I'm creating now what is called maps of content. Bro, so interesting. I'm going to stop there unless you have questions about uh, maps of contents. But a map of content would be just a visual representation of the links you created. So the brain is very visual and you know it. So usually when you read words, it doesn't like impact so much. But if you took your notes and really summarized everything and took like very succinct titles with the idea, for instance, when you're making the links, then you can see the map. And when I'm talking about like productivity or second brain as a topic, as a map of content, now I have those branches and I'm trying to make connections between the branches. It's extremely interesting, but takes time. So that's something to keep in mind. But even if you're extremely busy, you know, sometimes you have like 20 minutes ahead of you. And instead of just like watching a random video to distract yourself, you could also challenge your brain and sit in front of a map and try to make connections because it's fun. It's fun. It makes your your brain think, you know, and you can come up with very interesting ideas or very emerging concepts that you want to discover, you know, like, okay, linking and second brain. That's where I discovered the maps of content, you know, I was like, okay, there must be a way. Someone must have found a way. I read about it and now I have this and that's super interesting. And I don't know where I will be in six months or a year. But 
I'm thinking. And that's what is important. That's my takeaway from that book. A second brain is more of a, let's try to help my brain think the way my brain should be thinking. It's not about like capturing everything. It's more about, okay, let's try to make very interesting links about like ideas that I had in the past and that I was able to save with my own words. That's my takeaway. Okay, bro. This was intense. <laughs> I know. <And laughs> here, here is what I did mm -hmm. with everything that you gave me. Because I was like, Guillaume is so good at explaining things and transferring knowledge that I might actually use code to give a very brief summary of yep. everything that you just said. Okay. So I'm going to try to do that and you tell me if I am a good student or not. Okay. Because from, from what you told me, bro, mm -hmm. it's code really starts with capturing, but it's like the key message for C here for capturing is to know what you're capturing. So yeah. the key is to focus on things that actually matter instead of being lost in a notion of information. Yep. So... I, I totally got that from, from when you're talking and I was like here taking notes of everything that you're saying and trying to capture as much as I could from this really important information. Mm -hmm. So then what I did was, as you're telling me about the tools such as Para mm -hmm. and some other tools that you described about organization, I was trying to organize all of this. Yep. Um, and what I realized is that this organization combined with the capturing part is key to maybe the actual really important part, mm -hmm. which is really trying to take the extract that like that, that very foundation of that information, mm -hmm. which is the only thing that your brain is going to give a damn about. Yep. So as you were telling me everything about this really interesting way of thinking and organizing things, I was like, trying to create my own version of it so that my brain will never forget about this episode. Yep. And I think I, I did it, bro, because right now I'm basically expressing yep. pretty much what I, what I distilled from your class. Yep. And what I'm seeing is that what, what basically what my bro was saying is that the second brain is really cool for keeping those things mm -hmm. in an organized fashion yep. in a way that you can access but to you, and what I really loved is that this is not enough. Mm -hmm. The actual next level of it is to express them, but in a way that is much more of uh, creating something new yep. rather than storing things. Yep. And that's when you gave me the idea of building this knowledge maps where you basically link all these concepts mm -hmm. and challenge them so that you might actually go from information to creation. Yep. So you organize first, but the ultimate goal is to create something new Absolutely. and to keep your first brain active and, mm -hmm. and you know, connected all the time. Absolutely. So bro, was I a good student or not? You were, 
but one concept that you're mentioning that I'm not really applying is the organization thing because the links okay. I'm creating are very much chaotic. And that's what I, I mean. Not the links, but like the concept, the cards, you know, like all the concepts. What I do is basically I have a software where I can like just drop an idea, you know, type it and like have like all these crazy ideas. But for every idea that I have, it's a new card. It's a new card. It doesn't, it should not be in the same file. You know, it's so weird. But then I'm just kind of tagging it to create the map of content because I know that it applies to productivity, for instance. And then the organization part, the way I see it and the way my brain likes it is to see the map of content, the knowledge, you know, the knowledge map. Because now I had all those crazy ideas that I like add in my brain and I'm trying to link them together. And sometimes an idea doesn't make sense at all. And it's going to go kind of to the archives, you know, or I can even delete it if it's really like if it does not make sense. And that's also the goal with that second brain is not to keep superficial information. What people may be doing following the like reading that book, maybe like, oh, I'm going to capture the entire thing. I'm super productive but you're just stopping at C and O because if you organize, then that's mm -hmm. fine. But if you don't take the time to make your brain understand what you captured and try to link the information somehow, there is no point of capturing and organizing. So what I'm doing now is mostly skipping the C and O I'm not capturing in the real sense that uh, Tiago Forte is uh, describing in the book, meaning that you want a blog post and you're gonna save the entire page or highlights of a page. I don't need that. What I'm gonna try to do if I'm in front of my computer, I'm gonna read the article, I'm gonna have my actual second brain slash cards on the side, on the second screen, and if I find an important topic, I'm gonna try to type it with my own words right away. And then from those cards, I'm gonna try to make them grow. And that's another concept I should include and uh, I should talk about now because that's super interesting. It's not from that book. It's what, it's the concept of evergreen notes. Evergreen like a forest that would stay green, okay? And basically when you drop an idea, or like a, sli a, a small capture that I took from the web, even with my own words. That should be considered a seedling. It's a tiny plant. It has the potential of becoming a tree one day, but it's a tiny plant because I did not really have time to confront that idea with all the stuff that are in my brain, you know? And so you will try to make it grow. That's the idea of a second brain and linking. So the concept of linking your thinking, you know, you have ideas, you have like a lot of thoughts, but now you're trying to make links. And that's when your brain is at maximum capacity. And that's what I love. You know me, I love to challenge myself. And I really like that concept of instead of capturing everything on the planet and organizing with projects and so on and so forth, what I like is the actual final part 
is the actual, like, try to think about what you're doing right now. You read that book, but what does the book mean to you? Or what does it mean with productivity in general, you know? And so you try to elaborate on that. And sometimes you're not capturing a, a lot about that book. It's more of a, I, I liked it. It's a good starting point, but I'm not going to stop there. And that's what I like with the maps of content. So like the knowledge maps and so on. It's more of a, okay, the kids are in bed. I, I should be watching something on Netflix. But guess what? I'm going to have my iPad with me. And I look at those maps of contents, and even if I don't put words onto them, I'm forcing my brain to imprint those concepts. Oh, I see this and I see that. Oh, that's interesting. And then you can sleep on it. And the next day, if you have another 10 minutes, maybe you can come up with an idea. That's how the brain works, you know? And so I love it. Um, I love the links and the second brain idea. And if I'm being honest, I think that's also the takeaway from the book. Of course, it's an organizational system and so on and so forth, but it's mostly about you're digesting a lot, but please don't be passive. Try to save some of the stuff that are important, interesting. You're reading a great financial book. I mean, save the keywords, save the key concept, try to rephrase them, but the goal is not to express them and paraphrase the book. The goal is to go beyond the book. The goal is to challenge the book with other books that you read and to try to make your brain work. Does that make sense? 100%, bro. I mean, 100%. If you think about how original ideas, how like breakthroughs actually happen, in the end, they're just like a really smart way of putting concepts together. Yes. In the end of the day, like you're, you're not really inventing much. You're more like connecting things in a way that people never thought of before. Yep. Uh, and so that is like nowadays, maybe the very definition of being smart, like we, information is not the point anymore because you you have all the information on the planet in the palm of your hands when you have your cell phone. Mm -hmm. It's how you're going to use that information and how you're not going to let that information mm -hmm. or this overwhelming amount of information distract you from the things you should actually be doing or focusing on. Absolutely. So, like, in a way that you describe, it's basically how I, I see someone who has who is emerged in this crazy uh environment that we are where we are like basically overwhelmed and being bombarded by information all mm -hmm. the time but very few of us actually prevail because mm -hmm. they learned how to use that in their favor whereas the majority like the vast majority of us are just you know, swimming in this huge pool, but we're not actually fishing anything out of it. Mm -hmm. So, bro, I mean, I think it's, uh, you couldn't have chosen a better <laughs> book to start this. Uh, and I mean, I, 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 I really, like, I got so engaged 
Like I, I was so connected by everything that you're describing that I have like two pages of notes. Oh right my god, now. <laughs> that's cool. You know, like <laughs> I, I had so much fun, and I think I actually learned a lot. Like I feel like I didn't read the book, mm -hmm. but I can talk about this book with some property because, like, you gave that to us. So, wow, bro! Thank you for that. Thank that was you. amazing. And I mean, now let's try to apply it to your book. You know, because I'm fairly sure that you had time to digest your book too. And that's what also, that's what we should apply to the book club. It's not just about presenting a book. It's about digesting and telling people and our audience why they should read it or why they should still apply some part of the book and go beyond that, you know, and try to have this discussion. But what I like, again, with the second brain is that you have the opportunity to do that years later. Because if you distill the information, if you did that to your brain, when you come back to the information, it was your brain that captured that, you know, your primary brain, and you just put it, dumped it onto your second brain. So it's saved somewhere. Yeah. So that's the idea. That's the idea. Bro, bro, I'm, I'm super excited. I know it's been an hour. So do you want to like still talk about your book. I'm super excited. I'm super engaged. I can spend more time discussing about your book. So that's really up to you. Okay, bro. If like, especially because like we, we basically just spoke about, you know, being overwhelmed with information. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do, and, and I mean, that's actually great if you think about it, because yeah. my book And, and I think one of the extraordinary things about this book is like, it's not full of content in a sense of, oh, I must take notes of every single page or like reading this book is basically getting me tired because there's so much stuff that I should learn from it. Mm -hmm. No, it's not the reason or, or the way this book was written. So what i'm trying to say is that you can actually summarize this book and and what i want to do is to tell you why i chose this book cool. in a very broad philosophical way wow. but i'm not actually going to give any spoilers from the book <laughs> because i don't even think that it's the purpose wow like for this particular one it's more to try and in and entice you and our audience to maybe give a look at this book. So <laughs> what is the book? <laughs> bro, the, the book is The Richest Man in Babylon. Oh, okay. I think I've actually mentioned yes. this book in our podcast before. And so first of all, this book was actually written many, many decades ago. I think it's okay. from 1920s or so. So wow. it's a pretty old book. Okay. And uh, so the author is George Classon. Okay. And the like, so if the book was actually written decades ago, if you think about the actual content, then it's like, th that's when I think the magic happens. Because basically the, the book is actually a collection of small stories, okay. like sh really short stories that took place about 4,000 years ago in the ancient Babylon. Wow. So the reason why I love this book is because it doesn't really matter when the stories took place. Mm -hmm. If you really get the message that this book is giving to you, 
you actually understand that being rich is not something new. It's the, the actual concept is something that you can apply whenever. Yeah. So I think this book is actually timeless. Okay. And it's really the philosophy. It's the way that you look at life after you read this book. Mm-hmm. I think if you really got the message, you're going to look at things differently. So, bro, to give like a very brief idea yeah. about why I think this book is life-changing, mm-hmm. it's because after reading this book, I understood something that it, it sounds weird, but I promise you it will make sense if you read the book. Okay. What I understood was that you can be rich way before you accumulate a lot of money. Okay. And also, you can have a shit ton of money and be very poor. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, like, really, like, becoming rich, it's something that you do first and then you become wealthy. Okay. If you actually understood the rules of money and the rules of how you should deal with your capital... And, bro, the book translates money or income in a currency Mm -hmm. that anyone can relate to, which is basically time. So, if you start looking at your money, at the things that you own, in a way that you convert that into time and you understand that time is not something you can replace or buy more you start to look at things in a very different way. So this book is going to basically tell you really short stories, very easy read stuff that will slowly teach you to think about your future, to think about how you should deal with your money in a sense that you're going to have a very balanced life uh, between enjoying your life and saving some so that you can enjoy your life even longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book basically goes against all the other modern books where they tell you, for example, oh, don't buy a house. That's a very stupid investment. <laughs> buy stocks. Like This book is actually telling you, for example, and, and it's one of the things that I love about this book. There is a whole story about why you should buy a house. Okay. Because this is basically giving a meaning and giving you the endurance and giving you a reason to basically wake up every day, feel really grateful and go to work knowing that that place is yours. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so bro, it's just like a conjunction. It's just like a collection of really cute stories that will reprogram your brain to look at everything that you want in a different way. Cool. And you're going to become rich by reading this book. Oh, and then accumulating money is going to become the consequence of being rich. So, bro, it's mind-blowing. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, I love it. The good thing is that it's... And I love that you took the time to digest and give us the summary, you know? Like, instead of, like, just jumping into, like, an interesting story of this and that... I really like that because, yeah, bro, I think it applies. Like, everything that you said applies nowadays. Uh, and that's what is interesting because that kind of information is timeless. 
Um, it's very mm -hmm. true that some people that consider themselves rich are actually pretty poor, you know? Uh, they mm -hmm. don't realize it. And especially in the US, I feel like it's, it's something that I did not face a lot in France, you know? Uh, people were probably more responsible with money they were not showing off a lot. I mean, in France, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about France. In the US, it's pretty much, okay, I got a raise, I'm buying a boat. And you're like, yeah, sure. I mean, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy, why not? I mean, spend another 50K in a boat, why not? You, you will enjoy, you will spend more gas and so on. Are you actually enjoying the boat? Or is it just going to stay there in your alley just so that everyone sees that you have a boat? What is even the point? And that's a, that's a very good thing uh, to consider. And I'm with you with the house thing. And that is not something that I was, and I really want to talk about this concept with you because we bought a, we bought each, like we, we bought a house recently. Um, and what is interesting is that before buying a house, to me, it was not crucial to buy a, buy a house. <laughs> I was an investor in a way where stocks were the only way of investing your money, was the pretty much the only way. And for me, I was considering, and I consider that when I was putting my down payment, I was losing money. I was like, okay, I'm losing that to stocks, which is not good, or not to everything, but to some of my stocks. And I was not happy about it. But a year later, I'm with you and I'm with, with this book because it brings a meaning to your life. Before the episode, when we were discussing, just the two of us, I told you that right now my family, I mean, f f wife and kids are in France and I'm on my own at my place. But that's a crucial information because when, when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like I'm alone because this place is something that I'm like taking, I'm taking care of that place. Uh, not like a baby because it's a house, so what can you do? But I'm taking care of it because I have to, it's my, it's my home. I, I'm buying it, you know, I'm paying my mortgage. So it's my place with my rent last year when Pauline and the kids were in France. I felt miserable. But the good thing with my place today is that I have a lot of projects. I'm keeping myself super busy because I'm taking care of my home. And you cannot really explain it until you have a house. And when you realize, when you have a house, you realize it. And I love that. I love that. I'm with you there. I'm going to read that book, bro. I have a shit ton of books to read because I'm transitioning uh, to a manager position soon. You know that. We discussed that in a previous podcast. And so these days I'm reading a lot of management books and I'm using my second brain <laughs> to capture and distill the information. That's awesome. And that's, that's also something that I wanted to say. Um, and it applies to your book too and to every book that we read. If we are being passive and just very passive capturing or just reading, you will not save the information in your brain. And the goal, even if you have a second brain, is to remember, to learn from what we read. 
of course, if we are like reading a casual book and I don't know, you're, you're reading fantasy, like what's the point of remembering everything? You're just trying to have a good time. That's fine. But when you're reading these kind of books that could be the richest man in Babylon, could be the building a second brain book, try to remember what you took away as a message from the book. And that's what you just did in like less than 10 minutes. I'm so proud of you, bro. I took like an hour <laughs> to you, describe bro. my book. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to have everyone understand why saving some of the information and trying to be more active was important because that's also the goal of a book club. It's not just about reading and just like giving you the information directly from the book. It's to try to digest it. And oh, bro. And I mean, I, I think like the way that you and I presented our books were very different because their message is also very different. Mm -hmm. Like your book is basically a pathway towards a more organizing, productive life. Yep. Which does takes a lot of processing and a lot of like step by step. Yeah. information that you need to to memorize or or at least in print yeah as you say and, and in my case it's like it's almost like a, a a book full of like made up stories that's good cool. you have to have like a second level to really mm -hmm. understand what every story is telling you yeah and I think this second, like this second level, comes with like being more mature. It mm -hmm. really comes with where you are at in your life. Yeah. Honestly, like I, there's this YouTuber that I follow that read this book. Mm -hmm. Like he's about 50 years old now. Okay. He's a an investor and he makes a lot of uh, videos about investment. Mm -hmm. And he read this book like three times in his life. And he was basically saying that every time he read this book, he took something new out of it because it really depends on where you're at. Like, wow. what do you think is important in life? What, like, what have you learned from dealing with your money and thinking about the safety of your family? So it's a book that evolves with you, bro. You can either read it as like you're reading The Lord of the Rings. You can have a great time and okay. Or you can have like a completely new perspective about oh my god your money. So Love it. so it really depends on you, bro. It's <sighs> it's incredible. Okay, and so now going back to the concept of a book club, if we have to rank those books, I think I have an idea where your book is because like I mean it's kind of like god tier like book. It's for you. It's like it's a big piece you know it's very important so i want to hear how you rank the book where is that on your bookshelf like is it like the most prominent book that you will see because that's the one everyone should read where is it exactly awesome bro i would say that like it's definitely like on a scale to one to five it's definitely a five <laughs> <laughs> but cool. like definitely but it really depends so like if someone comes to me and they say for example oh i i mean 
I'm making money, but I, I, in the end of the month, I always have debts or, you know, like I, I am going nowhere or I'm spending every single penny that I, that I'm making. And they want to take courses or pay someone to, to teach them how to do it and buy five or six, you know, books on like how to invest your money or try to understand the stock market. No, like if you read that book. Mm-hmm. And if you really took the message, mm-hmm. I think you're like, financially speaking, you're educated. Wow. So what you're going to do from that step forward is really up to you. But if you really took the message and you apply that really simple book in your life, you're fine. Oh my God. <laughs> you're you're going to have a good life. So that is why, bro, this is a five out of five. Oh my God. Okay. You start with a five. Okay. I, yes. I, I, I respect that. Mine, if I'm being honest, is not a five. Because as I told you, like after digesting the book and trying to um, be very critic uh, against a book, productivity book, that's what everyone should Mm do. um, Mm -hmm. I think I would give it probably a four. And the reason why I'm giving it a four is that, and it's in my notes, it's very well written. Um, the author, Tiago Forte, is giving a lot of examples, real-life examples. So, for instance, he was talking about that uh, choreographer, uh, the way she was organizing her stuff and the way she was applying them. And so he is showing in his book that the organization system that he has is working. But again, it's for some people. Um, I think that we have different kind of people, you know, different types of brains. And I wanted also to touch on that. A book is something, but if you can go beyond and try to learn more about a concept, it's good. And not just a second brain, but for instance, I had the chance uh, to, f- to find a, a video from Tiago Forte, a recent one, where he was describing that you have different types of brains. And some of them were very visual and like that's what he calls... Um, and I don't remember the terms. I, I could link that in the description, but like some of them are architects, for instance. They are trying to like build stuff. Some of them are scientists. They are trying to link stuff, you know? And so you can mm-hmm. pretty much recognize yourself in one of the types that Tiago is uh, describing in the video. And the good thing is that he's kind of being a critic himself towards his book, saying that cool. it's not going to work for everyone, but you can find a way to organize your second brain. And I love it. And that's the take-home message. So four out of five, it could be a five if the book was not saying that that's the way it should be working for everyone. And I understand that you have an editor, that they are trying to sell books. It's a bestseller. They sold shit ton of that book. It's very recent, but still it's there. And I understand that it's not just Tiago, it's also the editor and Para and mm-hmm. Second Brain and so on. That's his stuff, you know? So he had to emphasize on those topics. But you have to go beyond. You have to understand what that guy is about. And Tiago Forte is pretty much the guy that is trying to discuss with other nerds, trying to understand the way they organize stuff. And he's also learning from it. And that's what everyone should be doing. So four, four out of five, it's gonna definitely be on a shelf visible because everyone should read it. The only people that should not read that book 
are the productivity nerds because I think that when you are into like organizing your stuff already, like there is no point of reading that book mm -hmm. besides the fact that it's giving cool stories, but like para probably does not apply to you if you already have a system that works and if you are already like capturing and distilling information by yourself, that book is not giving you something. It's more of a starting point for beginners or people that are extremely passive to try to bring more activity towards what you're doing on a daily basis with information. Oh, bro, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that you were very honest with, you know, where you think your book is at. And I mean, it's still like a four out of five is yeah. definitely a go for it. That, that's not bad. <laughs> um, right. That's like not bad at all. Yeah. Um, uh, like as of like me, for example, I already have the GTD mm -hmm. book like basically imprinted because I read it like thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And this book, Building a Second Brain Server, like really matches with the GTD philosophy really yeah. well. I just think it brought to maybe the next level yep. in terms of like how to use technology mm -hmm. in your service. But bro, I, I am definitely super excited about it. It's it's definitely going to my list. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of lists, bro, I would like to for us to close this episode, mm -hmm. which was amazing. <laughs> with uh, the book we might actually read but like you and i will read you and i will criticize it and then have your our first book club like grading yeah. or rating this first book uh -huh. and the title of it and this was my wife's recommendation okay. she's having a great time reading it okay um katie told me that you and i are both going to enjoy this book and learn a lot from it okay is how to stop worrying and start living. Okay. That is the title of the book. I love it. Okay. I, right? Yes. Super interesting. Excited? <laughs> I, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I'm this kind of guy that is like worried about everything and not really living. So yeah, that applies. Exactly. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh, that's so awesome. Let's do it. Okay, bro. I love it. Since you like the idea, I'm going to buy this book tonight. Okay. Yes, yeah, same. So I, I, I don't know if I can start reading it tonight because I'm finishing Sapiens, which is also a pretty great book. We might okay. actually talk about it sometime. But then, um, you know, like we can start reading together and see where it goes and if it's really worth it or not. Uh, bro. Before we finish, I have a question for you because now you're bringing a, an important topic to the table. You said that you were going to buy the book tonight and read it maybe tonight, which means, and bring us to the topic, are you reading digital books or physical books? Oh, great <laughs> question, bro. I, I always go for, you know, like actual books. Okay if someone has them and they can lend it to me okay otherwise i don't buy actual books i read everything digital i have kindle on my phone on my okay. ipad so okay. i basically it, it, I, I basically go digital for over 90 percent of the books i read what about you bro i was like you i was like you um but for the building a second brain, I bought it uh, physical just to get back mm -hmm. into the habit of like reading a physical book. 
And let me tell you one thing that I learned uh, from that experience too. I think I enjoy it way more. It's a waste of paper. Uh, I know that it's not perfect. Uh, it cannot be perfect. Nothing is perfect. But what I like with that, it gives me the discipline to put my phone, iPad slash Mac away, take my book, take my coffee mug and enjoy and read. And I haven't felt so grateful in years because yeah it's more of a hey i'm i'm actually enjoying i'm taking time for myself i feel like sometimes when you're on on your phone you're getting a notification so you're reading you go back to the notification you're not very active you know you're not really into the book what I realized a lot when I was reading that physical book for the second time was that my brain sometimes was just like going elsewhere, you know? But what mm-hmm. is great is that you can definitely notice when you're reading a book physically because you're like, okay, it makes no sense that I'm just turning pages because I'm not really focusing on the book. And so it gives me that kind of sense of, hey, let's bring back your attention to the book. And I haven't felt that way in years. Uh, And so I love it. I think I'm going to stick with that. I'm with you, though. Uh, So for, like, I don't know, fantasy book or something, I I would probably, like, buy them on my iPad and enjoy on my iPad. But for those books where I want to take like, take away a message from it, it's probably better to have it physical, in my opinion, if you know that it's going to be a great book. Don't, don't buy just random books, uh, physical, but like the ones you really should have on your bookshelf because those are great books, amazing books that you want to build your collection upon. I think it's a go- good thing to have actually a shelf. And that's my goal. So at some point in the background right there, I want to have a shelf of the best books I read. So let's see. Oh, bro, what a great play. <laughs> and I mean, I love that you and I are already touching the the subject on like how you actually read these yeah. books. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, I think we should revisit this oh, topic yeah. at For some sure. point and see like which, sure. which one suits us better because I, I love it. I love this topic. Absolutely. And it was more of a, for it, me bro. to know uh, how you were reading because I find it interesting because like it's really like two different communities like some people are sticking with physical books some people are in between <laughs> uh, some people are just like digital super interesting so we should save that for later maybe for a later book club too uh, when we are discussing a book and like in the end we could discuss the way we enjoyed it either on like iPad or phone or physical that could be interesting that could be very interesting. One thing I do not do, bro, is that I do not annotate my book. I respect my books. Okay. I, I I still cannot find myself annotating a book. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot. So I'm respecting my books. They are there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's my way of doing it. <laughs> Some people like annotating. And in this case, it's probably good to have a physical book too. If you're like a writer and you, you like to write on your book, then it's probably fine. But bro, it was such an amazing 40th episode. Oh my God. Oh, bro. Amazing. It was 
everything I envision it to be, <laughs> everything. I mean, I'm still like digesting all, all the stuff that we discussed today. Like it, it's, it's exactly how I envision it. It yeah. would be something full of content, so, yeah. like something that would make people think about. Yeah. Bro, I had such a great time. Thank, Thank you so much for Thank that. Thank you, bro. I mean, and your book is on my t like to-buy list. Um, and I'm going to buy it physical because you told me that it was a five out of five. And mm -hmm. so this book deserves to be on my shelf right there. Bro... Oh. Thank you I hope so, you like it, bro. Thank you so much for the amazing time again. Uh, that's that's just amazing. Such a big milestone. Uh, a big big section of Game Bros coming up with the book club. Uh, it's it's yes. amazing. I'm super glad that we are visiting like all those different topics too, because it's true. Like when you have a busy life, you cannot just stick with only video games. But, bro. The PS5 digital edition is coming. That's the that's the takeaway message from <laughs> from this <song> today's <laughs> podcast. Oh, I love it. It's definitely coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, I bro. see it coming. It's gonna be there, right there. Oh my god, bro. Ah, oh, so awesome. Thank you so much, bro. Oh, bro. I have no. Thank you, bro. This was fantastic. I'm really proud of us i am congratulating <laughs> us both right now for you know this huge milestone yes as as always bro had a great time love you so much have a wonderful week yes likewise i love you bro see you next time see you next time bro bye bye bye